everyone this is cancel this show cancel the show.com and I'm clearly not Vic Faust I am Lizzie Sparks Vic Faust is out today but I am blessed today by having Megan here you you guys have seen her a couple times before and she's here with a lot of hot topics that I know you guys are gonna want to hear we also have pro Joe here who without him we could not make this show happen especially with me here I don't know how to do all this techie stuff and he is so great about about doing that. So the show this morning is going to be a hot one for sure. In the meantime, um, if you are on the chat, go ahead and tell us where you are chatting from, what your weather is, whether you're from Missouri where the show is locally sourced, whether you're from the East Coast, West Coast, if you're outside of the country, let us know where you are chatting from. This morning, of course, we're going to be talking about the New Hampshire primary. And the two focal points are the fact that there's only two left. And we're going to get in talking about President Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. And you can also put on the chat or any of the feeds during the show or after the show, who do you think is going to win? But who do you want to win? Feel free to put that in one of the chats. We're also going to talk about something that is not talked about enough, and that is the anti-Christian movement. There is, it's all over the world. It's not just in America. There is an, a direct push to have our country and the world not focused on Jesus anymore, not focused on our religion and not focused on God. And we're going to tell you some of the reasons we think is why. We're also going to talk about something that happened yesterday, and that's the Supreme Court voting five to four to keep the border wide open. That's insanity, and we're going to talk about a Republican actually voted the way of the Democrats with this whole border crisis going on. And we often say on the show, the biggest crisis we have going on is our border. The fact that our border is wide open, we are not safe, and we are just, our jobs are being taken away, and it's right under our nose. And what happens with the border being open is sex trafficking. Sex trafficking is right in our own neighborhood. And we're going to give one story specifically that happened right here in St. Louis. And we're going to talk about a whole plethora of other things that Megan is very versed on talking about. She really knows what's going on in our sex trafficking world. We're also going to mention, and with great prayers, the two Navy SEALs that were declared dead. And that is such a travesty. And people aren't talking enough about why they died, who they were, and what happens next. And then we're going to talk about, actually, it's going to be more Megan than me that's going to talk about India. She went on a mission trip that will just blow your mind. Not only what she did there, the poverty that she saw, and how does that connect to Vivek? So I want her to really... Tell us about how that connects to Vivek. And then we're also, we're going to kind of wrap up some funny things. We've got some funny things that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about a local school district a little bit, something that came out with that. We're going to talk about what in the world is Alexa saying now? So I love it when our listeners send us things and our listeners have sent us things about what your Alexa device is saying in your house. 
But before we kick off the show, we're going to you know thank our sponsors. And so, Projo, Bro if you could hit that reel of our sponsors. Marco, wait. What? No response? Hi, I'm Curtis Barks with Complete Auto Body and Repair, offering full service and auto repair to St. Louis and St. Charles. We are looking for someone to say polo. That's right. We are hiring. We want you now. If you would like to work in a well-paying environment, then you owe it to yourself to stop by one of our six Complete Auto Body and Repair locations. Will you help me find that missing person? Please call me directly at 636-488-HIRE. That's right. 636-488-4473. Dad and service. Oh yeah, and service. He fixed the cars. <laughs> Big Strick, owner of Experience Real Estate Partners with EXP, has been one of St. Louis, Missouri's highest selling groups for 26 years running. In that time, Kathy and her team have successfully assisted an incredible 4,000 families. So if you're thinking about buying, building, or selling, be sure to put Kathy's group and their experience to work for you, and you can expect to be moved. Just give her a call at 314-276-SOLD. That's 314-276-7653. Or find her online at experience-re.com. Attention, anyone who served, lived, or worked at Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987. Camp Lejeune's drinking water was dangerously toxic, and base personnel and their families have since suffered cancer and other illnesses. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and were diagnosed with cancer, you may be eligible for significant compensation. Call the Driscoll firm now. Consultations are free, and you won't pay a fee unless we get you the money you deserve. 1-800-805-4800. As all of you may know, the home of the Cancel This Studio is located at the all-inclusive private jet hangar, Strategic Air Services. Founded in Chesterfield, Missouri, they take pride in offering a meticulous approach to private aviation through services that fully manage your trip from takeoff to landing. Strategic Air Services is more than just storage for your aircraft. They offer state-of-the-art amenities to its members and guests. When you are not traveling, you have the luxury of enjoying their world-class gym, conference rooms, lounges, and so much more. Strategic Air Services offers an unparalleled luxury experience for all things private aviation. If you're looking for a new place to call home for your aircraft, give them a call today at 636-400-7601. Again, that's 636-400-7601 or visit their website at strategicairservices.net. Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, if you don't know, is a family-owned business that has been around since 1994, serving some of the best chicken wings in town, no joke. Also known for their fresh burgers, pizza, and incredible smoked meat. Top-notch happy hour specials are included, plus live music every Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah, you can also enjoy their spacious heated covered patio. It's Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, 18,000 Chesterfield Airport Road. Good morning, everyone. When we were on the commercial break, Megan, it was so fun. I Two of the listeners sent me private messages that I have to read before we really Aww. start into the show. One was from Trisha. She's an avid listener, and she's just become a dear friend. 
She said, I'm sure you're getting ready, but oh my gosh, I got a very nice restaurant card from a rash for positive comments on cancel this. And then now she definitely wants to convince her husband, Kurt, to get a sauna. So literally, I love our sponsors. I really do. They are the sweetest people. And you guys, when you go and you tell them that you listen to Cancel This and you heard them, even if you don't go purchase anything, but you tell them that you heard about their products or their show on Cancel This, they often do reach out because they really appreciate because they spend time and effort and money trying to help us keep the show going. So I just wanted to call that out. Out. But then on the other way, I got another one. This one is from Dawn. And she says to me, good morning. I was watching CBS Morning News and they, of course, are in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I walked, a, a lady walked right in to vote and apparently she was a nut job and an anti-Trump shirt, had an anti-Trump shirt on. And they told her she could not wear that in to vote. So she took it off and voted in her bra. I mean, what, what kind of insanity is this oh, in the world today? And gosh. I'm guessing Nikki really needs those votes. I mean, she really, it doesn't how, matter. But how can you, how can you make someone wear a certain thing to vote? That's what I don't understand. Well, you can't, you can't in most states wear a politician's name. And it said Trump, so I guess they gotcha. made her ta- take yeah. it off. So instead of turning yeah. it inside out, although I have to say that if I had, I, I almost, I before went in with a Trump button and they told me to take it off. But I think, I don't know what I would have done. I don't know that I would have voted in my bra, but I would have turned it inside out or run home and got another shirt. I don't think the bra thing, but I don't know. Nikki Haley is doing anything. Well, I'm, I mean, I just hope that this gal doesn't start a movement. The, the bra, the bra, the bra oh, vote movement. Yes. Can you even imagine? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I could, I could tuned, see I that guess. movement starting. I could yeah. see that movement starting. Well, friends, we, you know, right before the little commercial break, I had told you all the things that we're going to get into today, and there's so much. And with Megan being here today, and for any of you that do not know her and have not seen her before, she comes in, she's friends with Vic. I've become friends with her, and she's an absolute doll, and she's very, very knowledgeable about what's going on in our human trafficking world, about what's going on. She went on a mission trip, so she's she's got a lot of information information to tell us about India, and I can't wait till we get to that. But the first thing that she's going to talk about and that we're both going to talk about is this anti-Christian movement that is going on. Mm -hmm. And before the break, I had kind of hit it a little bit that this movement is coming on like a steam train. It's subtle to some people, but I think it started getting very noticeable during the shutdown when they shut all of our churches down. And even the best churches didn't know what to do, so they shut down. And to me, it became very obvious they didn't want the Christian voice out. But so many churches have found a way to get around that and has kind of changed churches. I'm not saying for the better, but it's still getting the word of God out. You can still watch your watch your favorite pastor online or go to their podcast. So if you really still want to hear about God and you don't want to step foot into a church, although I advocate stepping in, in a church, you can still hear the word of God. And now, Megan, tell me what you what do you think? I mean, I'm thinking that they started with during COVID. Do you think it was during that time or beforehand? Well, I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. I think that um, you know, just regarding you know faith and Christianity as a whole, I think that our country has just really gone in a in a really bad direction. 
Um, I think that it's easy to blame faith. Um, you know, I have people ask me all the time, well, why would you ask God for something when you can, you know, ask a person for something? So I think that the tangibility is a, is a real um, factor. Right. People want instant gratification. And so faith has really, you know, just d- declined. Yeah. And during COVID, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I really don't know, you know, church is closed. Mm-hmm. Um, mine stayed open. He did not shut down for one day and he did not require masks. And so that's a beautiful um, it, thing. It was, and it was great because, you know, you got to, to be with people that were like-minded, but mm-hmm. also were not afraid to get out, especially, you know, in, in a time like COVID when we needed to have faith. That, that is the truth. They took away our ability to worship amongst other you know, you know, whether it's Christianity or any other faith, that's such that's so important to so many people. And when you're having a difficult time, that's when people a lot of time reach more into their faith and they weren't allowed to do so exactly in, in that tangible way. Right, exactly. And I think moving forward, people right now are just hearing all of the division mm-hmm. and the hate that is in well, our country, but really all over the world, too. But I think that a lot of the division, you know, people the other day on the show were talking about what was the the main factor that started the divisiveness, you know, between the political parties. And, you know, some people were saying Obama, some people said Bush. And for me, when I saw the real true divide was during the pandemic Mm -hmm. with COVID, I saw that people were just so easily made to just, you know, be mean to other people. And, and I think that then it became the whole Trump Biden, who's going to get the vaccine, who's going to do this and that. And then, you know, the words just started, you know, going back and forth and it hasn't stopped since. I feel like a lot of it had to do with uh, critical race theory too. I, I, yes, that, that I divides people like crazy. It does. It does. It does. And I, I agree with the, a lot of the listeners that said it kind of seemed to have started under Obama with all the race baiting and also the police hate. And then I totally agree during the shutdown. That's when parents started to see what Joe was talking about. They were looking at their kids curriculum online and was like, wait a minute what is this? What is this? And they realized they didn't know it was critical race theory or race baiting or any of that. They just knew it wasn't right. And then when you dig in and so many people tried to figure out what that was, and there was people that were giving classes on critical race theory and saw that it went back all the way to the 1920s and before, but that's when it really did start to wake people up. And it's all the same. And we talk about this all the time. Taking away our religion, critical race theory, Black Lives Matters, Antifa, anti-Christian movement, all of that is all one thing. It's all one, I, I could call it communism, but it's a Marxist mindset that knows Definitely. that you can divide people and that's when you lose is when we're divided. Yeah, and all of those topics that you just mentioned, you know, they are they were all brought up like during one, you know, short period of time. Very short, yes. So you throw everything in that mix and it is just really, really harmful for people. And I think too that, you know, when you when you talk politics and you talk about the left and you talk about the right being conservative and the left being liberal, what that does then is that starts to pull out different 
characters about mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. your morals, your values. And then you start to put those things side by side. Friends don't want to be friends with their yes. friends anymore. Family yeah. members don't want to be, you know, around their family members anymore, you know, for, for holidays, for anything really. And so it really comes down to not even who you vote for. It comes down to who you are as a person and how you want to see this country move forward. Correct. Correct. It's the moral fiber and the strength that you had. I saw so many families that were divided because you were not allowed to go see grandma unless you put you gave them the the shot and so many people didn't want to do it it wasn't that they didn't love grandma but and and i we understand why grandma was scared especially if she was in a home or assisted living they made you do that and basically told them you're gonna die if you don't have this mm-hmm. i mean it was so tragic and and all of this boils down to no matter what it is, it, it, it's an anti-Christian or at least an anti-faith movement. Mm-hmm. All of this comes like that because if you don't have a higher power, then they can manipulate you more. If you have a higher power and, and it's God and, and you follow scripture, they can't manipulate you. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Interesting. I walked into the gym during the last, it was the, um, my, my kids don't go to Rockwood schools, but it was the, it was Rockwood, um, some voting. And so I went to, um, the middle school to vote and then I went to the gym and I had, you know, my sticker and a gentleman walked up to me that I have never met before. And he walked right up to me and told me exactly what I voted for. And he's like, I bet you voted for X, Y, and Z. And I was like, yeah, how, how did you know? And he's like, I see your cross on your neck. Mm -hmm. And I was blown away by that. I thought, oh my gosh, how in the world is it possible for groups to be so separated? But it's the truth. And I've, Mm -hmm. I've racked my brain over the last three to four years thinking about all of these things. You can literally look at someone, know a little bit about them, whether it's if they go to church, if they don't go to church, and you will know their feelings on all of these topics that we just talked about. And probably they're what they, you know, think politically. And I never thought about that during that period of time. I know there was some gray area with churches during that period of time. If somebody seemed to be bold and brave, you could assume that they were a Christian and evangelical that probably voted for Trump. Probably. But then the churches, when they saw that that was happening, the the seminaries became so woke that the messages being preached in churches became something not biblical anymore. It became about social justice. And I'm all about justice, and I'm all about being fair. But social justice, for the sake of just social justice, without the gospel behind it, is nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, they've taken social justice to a different extreme. Correct. Social justice is not the social justice that I believe in wholeheartedly mm-hmm. is social justice. There Correct. is such thing. Yes. But when you take it to an extreme, you completely you drown it out. You've completely taken everything that it has meant and you've, you know, just washed it and just made it this broad pool of nothing but everything's got to be fair for everybody. Correct. And it just doesn't work that way. It, it isn't. And, and, and in life, it's got to be fair for everybody is the, 
you know, the thing that started, what, in the late 80s, early 90s is everybody gets a participation medal. And it, it's just not right that the person that sits on their front porch doesn't do anything or sits wherever they're sitting, doesn't try to have a job, doesn't try to better society, is not entitled to the person that gets up at 5 a.m., pushes and pushes and pushes and works really hard. Those two are not the same. They're, they're no. just not the same. That participation trophy stuff started in the 90s because the 80s, we were all still uh, pretty tough. From I, I, I would agree. <laughs> I, I, You know, I think I agree with that because I know my son, he was born in 91, and I noticed it in his lifetime as a parent. So you're right. I think in the 80s, we were still pretty tough. You know, we were still drinking out of drinking fountains, too, by That's the way. That's right. Well, and how yeah, are we, we were supposed... drinking out of hoses still, too. Correct. How are we supposed to teach our kids about humility if they don't know what it's like to compete and not win? Correct. And lose. Well, that's yeah, just they it. have to be and, able to lose, and it's a game. Someone's going to win, and someone's going to lose. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we start teaching our kids that, the better off we'll be, and it will give them the t- determination and motivation that yes. they need to succeed. I agree. I think, I and agree. you can't just keep putting band aids on on everybody's feelings all the time. You have got to really instill that humility. Correct. And and Bindi's saying here on the chat line that social justice, in quotation marks, is rarely just. Mm -hmm. That's true. It is rarely just. And when you, we say this all the time, and you know, and I think a lot of people are saying this now and waking up to that. If the person is getting a job or getting a position on a sports team or whatever it is that they're doing because of the color of their skin, that's not just. That is absolutely not just. Mm -hmm. And so, and we've seen with the Biden administration, a lot of his administration isn't doing their job very well at all. They were DEI hires. Mm -hmm. And I know that I see this out in the workplace. All of us have someone that we know at our workplace. I'm not saying here at this workplace, but in workplaces that I've worked at before, and I know where my husband works and other people work, that you know somebody is not qualified to do that job. They're not good at it. They don't even know what they're doing, but they are either a minority or a female or or are like LGBTQ or whatever it is. And now I'm not saying that a person can't be all those things and be the best person for the job. Oh, and then that's know, who you hire. I already know I'm a diversity hire. So Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I didn't want to say that, Pro Joe, that Pro Joe's a diversity hire. Oh, Joe. You know why he's you a You are qualified. You're overqualified. He, he yes, absolutely is. We tease him because he is a former lefty. Mm-hmm. He's a former lefty, yeah. but he saw the light and he was one of the ones that saw it during the COVID pandemic. He's like, this is just not right. Just not right. And we want more people to come out that did think differently than us, even still do think differently. And we won't be mean to them, but we will ask the hard questions. We want them to come on. We want them to tell us, what is Biden doing that's good? What is he doing? Exactly. And they won't and they can't. The only thing that they can do is they then quickly go orange man bad. That's all they got because they can't say that our border is safe. They can't say gas prices are good. Now they've been a little better than they've been, but our groceries are so high. Our utilities are so high. People are losing good jobs. Not necessarily, you can go to, you know, to a gas station or go to a fast food and get a job, but some, it's what I'm noticing is middle management is what's hurting. Mm -hmm. People that are in the middle, they're seeing that their factories or their jobs or something like that are not doing as good. So they're cutting their bottom line. And it's again, the middle class they're hitting. It's the middleman. So there's a lot of companies, when you really look to see what's going on, companies are letting people go left and right. 
but it's it's not the little guy making hardly nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not even the big, big guy. It's the middle management. They're just doing away with them right now. Well, again, it's it's the average citizen that mm-hmm. chooses to get up every day, go to yes. work, provide for their family, their kids, send their kids to school, probably go to church, just yeah. a wild guess, that are the ones that are going to suffer. Correct. It's, it's always... And it, it's if you can label yourself anything that has any chance of being oppressed, you're going to fly high. You're going to take, yeah. you know, you're going to climb up right behind the average person that doesn't want to be oppressed, doesn't want to have issues, doesn't want to have, you know, gender issues or sexuality issues or skin color issues or race issues. It's always the people that want to do well and yes. right that mm-hmm. are that pay the price well let's remember that the world economic forum i don't know which i think it was mr schwab that said that uh it, the be the, careful the, saying that name joseph i know yeah. that's why i didn't say the first name <laughs> right uh it, however he said that um that there wouldn't the, the it wouldn't be you know race again you know it wouldn't be a race thing it wouldn't be it, it's going to turn out to be a rich versus poor thing yeah yeah very it, good that's point. that's that's going to be the final like you know, it's not going to be a race. It's not going to be, you know, uh, you're right. Uh, 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 country. It's going to be rich against poor. It is mm-hmm. all the way at the nth hour. That is what they're going to do because we say this often here too. That if you are a middle person, you cannot be manipulated because they want to do the right thing. Typically, at least for their family, the lower income are often easily manipulated by giving government money. Now, this is not always true, but come on. We know that that's that, that it's true a lot of the time. The upper, upper echelon in the elites that Projo was talking about, that people were talking about the World Economic Forum, they don't like us. They don't like the middleman. Mm-hmm. They don't like the they don't like the poor people, but they can manipulate them. In the end, Joe is absolutely right. It's going to come down that the elites want to do away with everyone. Well, and that's, that's why they're getting rid of the middle class. Right. They're, right. they're right. not only getting rid of middle management, they're getting rid of the middle class Correct. altogether. Correct. The elites get to determine who's rich and who's poor. Correct. And the poor, no, they don't like them. They don't want like they them. don't want to sit around and have them over for dinner or, no. you know, have a discussion with them. They want to tell them that they are oppressed, that they're poor, that they depend on the government for mm-hmm. everything. And mm-hmm. that's how they keep that control. Correct. And they, and you know, and Joe Biden has said this before, and so has other Democrats. They want to keep the poor. They want to even keep the illegals because they'll clean their hotel rooms. Absolutely. They will mow their lawns. I mean, they say that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the middle class don't necessarily need those things. They can do it themselves. Where the upper class has been used to not doing anything. They're paying someone else to do it. That's right. So, you know, that's just, you know, sad with this anti-Christian movement, but it kind of boils into everything that's even going to go on tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, like tonight, I don't know how many on the chat line let us know if, you, if you're if you going to watch the New Hampshire primary. I know a lot of people really watched the Iowa caucus. And, and a caucus and a primary is different. And I don't know that the New Hampshire primary is quite as important in the, lo- in, in the long run, but it will let us see where Nikki Haley is going to end up. Because right. yesterday I had talked about that with Ron DeSantis getting out, 
the percentage was relatively high that over 50%, and depending on which source you, you watch, saying they're going to vote for Donald Trump. So that made the left that only 30 of them were going to, you know, going to vote for Donald Trump. They, they're now telling the Democrats, they're telling them, do not vote in the primary for a Democrat, mm -hmm. vote for Nikki Haley. Right. And Nikki Haley, lock, stock, and barrel, is embracing this whole, I want the Democrats, I want the independents, and I'm not trashing independents. I would be nowadays considered independ more independent than a Republican because I don't know that I trust a whole lot of Republicans, mm -hmm. but I'm going to vote Republican. Well, and let's be real. She is the face for the Democratic Party she right now. absolutely there, is. You cannot say otherwise. Joe Biden... I think that people are really starting to realize that he is not fit. He's not fit to run again. And they know that if it gets down to Biden and Trump, Trump will, and they'll pop, they're going to cheat again, I'm sure. For sure. But that Trump would genuinely win. So why not, you know, put your votes towards Nikki, Nikki Haley. Correct. And, and let her stand. I mean, I believe that she's, uh, she's a little bit more liberal than she lets on. Correct. That's for sure. Correct. Um, well, now I think she's showing that in full color. I think prior to maybe the last couple days, there was a lot of Republicans that just didn't want, you know, Donald Trump's continued chaos, as Nikki keeps saying. Now, they won't admit that the chaos is being brought on by the mainstream media and our uniparty. But that being said, so there were some Republicans that were like, okay, I'm going to vote for Nikki. At least she's could get elected and she's not so bombastic. But if you still think that in the last two days, mm -hmm. you're okay with Democrat policies. Right. Because she's coming right out and telling you. She did it in little su subtle bits about how much she likes war. But now she's just coming straight out with this whole feminist attitude. And, and I'm a female and I'm brown and, and Donald Trump is old and he's seen out. I mean, he's playing the whole she, she is playing the whole Democrat card. Absolutely. And she, well, did you see that last night at midnight, there were, uh, there were six people in one, you know, town, voting town. Yes. And so at midnight last night, they voted for, for Nikki Haley. And this morning, she was just, she, she, she's not happy. She's, she's feeling the pressure. And mm -hmm. she is now starting to say that it is the media's issue, that they are rigging the numbers and they're firing back and they're saying, no, it's the numbers are the numbers. And here, here's what we're showing. And she wants to keep saying that only 56,000 people voted for Trump last week, mm -hmm. only mm -hmm. 56,000. And she says, you know, she's not going anywhere. And as long as um, people are still paying her, she's, she's not going anywhere. She's going to stay in Correct. this fight. You know why she's not going anywhere? Because right now, a part of those polls aren't all the illegal aliens. Well, definitely. So she's not going anywhere because she knows she still has their vote. That's right. And that's sad. You know, Joe, the fact that you just said that is so surreal, but you are really right about that because in the general election, we all know the outcome. Everybody knows the outcome. We all know that it's definitely going to be Donald Trump against someone. Is it going to be Biden? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, could it be Michelle Obama? I don't know. It it'll be it'll be somebody that whoever's telling Obama what to do can control. So I I don't know that they can have a you know Biden anymore because his decline is so obvious. But they're going to have whoever Obama 
can control. That's who it's going to be. The whole Michelle Obama, I I am not on board with that. I do not think that she's going to come out and be the face for the Democrats. I really don't. Yeah, a lot of people don't. I I think that Gavin Newsom would be before her. Yeah. In a heartbeat. I think because since the Republican Party is becoming so popular with freedom and everything, Mm -hmm. they're going to they're going to put a Nikki Haley, a Trojan horse in. Yeah, I think I think that more than anything, when you call her a Trojan horse, I could literally see at the nth hour they move her to the Democrat ticket. And that is an angle we've never talked about here. And I know that sounds very far fetched. But Joe isn't wrong. They could use a Trojan horse and move her on the Democrat ticket because it depends on which news source that you see. Most are saying that Donald Trump will still beat Biden by a bigger percentage than Nikki Haley. But then I saw a poll last night that Nikki Haley would be at 51 percent where Donald Trump would only be at 47. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Joe isn't far fetched in saying and that's an angle I didn't even think. I just thought they would run her on that ticket. And then knowing that Donald Trump, they're going to steal the election from him and then she would win. Either case, whether she's Republican or Democrat, they will all be okay with her. Mm -hmm. And Dean Phillips, I mean, you know, don't forget about him. Good old Dean. Yeah. And he's wanting the the votes for people that are undecided, that have no idea what to do. And so he's hoping for those votes. I, Dean, I, I think that you probably need to do something different, but I think it's, mm-hmm. it's great that he's saying that he's hanging in there. Right. He's hanging in there. Yeah, he mm-hmm. really is. I don't, I actually totally forgot about him yeah. a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. I forgot he even existed, but he's still hanging in there. Yeah. Hanging in there. And you know, I'd also, the, the Vivek with um, being the VP, I, I don't, think that is going to be the case either. I really don't. I think that he I think that Trump is going to take somebody that might surprise us a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And um and I also think that with Trump knowing that there's that anti-Christian movement going on and that it's, you know, right. very very apparent in India and here now, I think that he would shy away from that. Um Vivek and again, faith is to each your own. He is mm-hmm acclaimed Hindu and going back to you know India and Trump having these talks with Prime Minister Modi he's one of the few people that stood you know and went toe-to-toe with Modi and said hey you know you're there's all of these anti-Christian movements and Mm anti-Muslim movements Mm -hmm. so what you need to remember is that you've got Hindu people that live in the United States of America also don't forget that and that was so why would you think that he would be a bad choice for a VP? Because I think that Trump is really, I, I do, I believe that he's really wanting to get back down to our, the Constitution, the fundamentals, and the liberties of this country. I truly believe that. Could he have someone like Vivek and have you I think know, he'd the be Hindu? a perfect choice. Because, I mean, he's a minority. It shows that Trump isn't racist, mm-hmm. which is his everybody's main argument with him, that he's racist and he's a sexist, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, so either, either he gets a minority woman or Vivek. But no matter what he does, he's going to be labeled a racist. He's, gonna, uh, he's a misogynist. He's, he's every name in the book. His daughter is married to a Jew. His, his grandchildren are Jewish. You, somewhere along the line, the, the name calling has to stop. And I think that he realizes also that he has enough momentum. 
if he loses, let's say to Joe Biden, and he really is the front runner in the Democratic, you know, party, he I believe that he knows that if he loses, it's because it's stolen again. Oh, of course. That's, I, the, I, that's the only way. And you know what? It, that might happen. Yeah. I mean, that truly, oh, we, truly yeah. might happen. So I think that he might just be ready to have, you know, let's say a Tim Scott. That's who I'm rooting for. So you've got yeah. the you got the, you know, different race. Going. Well, and do you remember, but, did you see him at the at the um, New Hampshire? What they call it? Not really a town hall, but it was like a get together. And there was three people up there on his stage that could very well have been with Donald Trump. And one of them was Vivek, and mm-hmm. the other one was Tim Scott. Mm-hmm. And who was the third? Do you remember who the third one was? Uh, it'll come to me in just a minute. No. But, but there, but there was three up there on the stage with him, and and I thought it was interesting. One of them wasn't Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, could any one of those three people be that? Well, and Tim Scott, he he gently and quietly went out in the beginning, mm-hmm. and that that's who I was pulling for. If it wasn't going to be Trump, that's that's definitely who I was pulling for. Business guy, finance guy. So again. But is also in the political game. But he knows how to work things. He knows, and and you're running a business when you're this country. We yes. need a businessman, and so in in his his Christian faith, he knows what it's like to hustle. He he knows what it's like to have parents that didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. So you've yeah. got all of these wonderful things, and and I don't know. I just think that someone like Vivek. I think that Trump might be a little bit hesitant for that, especially because there is this anti-Christian movement that is happening right now. And India is scared to death with some of their elections going on right now, their own personal elections. Anomaly is one of the guys that's um, up for re-election in uh, the state of Tamil. He wants an all Hindu India, all Hindu, no one else. So you're already, as a Christian, being persecuted there, already as a Muslim being persecuted there. He wants one language. He wants one religion. And what they're doing is they're sending over, they're, they're evangelizing over here now. So they're sending pe- Hindus from India to the States, New York City, a lot of the big cities, and they're trying to evangelize because they're trying to... And are again, they trying to broaden to make they the whole are, world Hindu? They're, they're trying so hard to stomp out Christianity, well, more I, than being Muslim, but yes. Yes, and I think that's why Vivek's numbers were even lower than Ron DeSantis's. I think a lot of young people really like Vivek because he's saying exactly what Donald Trump is saying. A lot of people would like him too because he would literally parrot what Donald Trump is saying. And when Donald Trump has him up on the stage, he smiles like he's a proud papa. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean he wants him for the VP, but I know... It's a, with people that I know about Vivek, it really is a 50-50 split. 50% are still saying, I just don't trust him. I think he's an opportunist. Now, most politicians are, but there's just something they can't put their finger on it. Maybe they're just not saying because he's Hindu is why they don't like him. And then the other half is I like... Think, I think it's because we've seen this all before <laughs> with Obama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he said a lot of things. We've talked about this several weeks back that almost verbatim, word for word, Vivek used Obama's words. Mm-hmm. So that's why I didn't like him at the beginning. But I do know a lot of very conservative Christians that are okay with Vivek. And I, I'm just... I was okay with Vivek until I was in India for two I, weeks. And 
the conservatives that I was with the entire time mm -hmm. are scared to death of him, were mm -hmm. scared to death of him getting in. They just, because they're, there is, it's, it's just so hard for us Americans to imagine because we live in America and we live in a bubble. We do, I mean, we do live in a bubble. Beautiful, pearly bubble when you get outside and you go to these other countries and you realize what's going on and how much they look at our leadership yes. here because we are the we're, the, we're the gold standard. Yes. You know, we're kind of big brother. And so whatever happens here kind of starts to filtrate over into the other countries. So if we're electing, you know, a, a non-Christian, mm -hmm. then they see that as that that's going to be, there's going to be problems. So are you saying that, that, you know, because you were talking about how the Hindus are coming over here and, and, and evangelizing, are you saying that Vivek might be one of those inv uh, evangelistic people? No, I don't think that he's necessarily one of the evangelizers. I think that he is just maybe going to be the captain of that ship. Gotcha. You know, he's going to... I, I don't see if, I, if he's the VP with with Trump, who is very Christian. Mm -hmm. I yeah. don't see him doing that. But well, I could like, be wrong. And people on our chat line, like, are saying he speaks well, sounds great, mm -hmm. but does concern them that he's not Christian, and it does me too. I mean, I think everyone in America should have the right, because they are free, to worship however they mm -hmm. want to. Mm -hmm. But I still always go back to our founding fathers, our constitution, how we were created. And not everybody agrees with me on that. I don't think the race matters. I don't think the color of their skin matters. But I want them to follow the constitution and the principles that our country was established for the very reason that you're saying. We are the beacon of hope around the world, and our light is going dim quickly. That's I mean, right. it's going dim fast. Because when Joe was talking about earl earlier the whole world order, they could not bring other countries up to our standard. So now they want to take us down to their third world standards all across the world. So we're no longer the beacon of hope. And too many people don't understand that that's what they want. That's, and, that's just it. And, and I think that Trump, that Trump is very, very aware that we have got to get back to down to our Christian fundamentals again. We yes, just have to. We do. That's, that's what this country was, you know, was founded on. And we are land of the free. And we accept, you know, way too many immigrants and people from foreign countries every year. We're supposed to take 675,000 at a max per year, mm -hmm. 2023. Oh, we, we took 2.5 million. Yes. So we're, it's not like we're, we're, you know, against other religions or other, other cultures Correct. or other races, but we have got to turn this country around mm -hmm. and it's going to take a firm, firm foundation it to is. do that. It is. And and we're left, like tonight, that starts our where we're going next. Where we're going next. Does Donald Trump win? Does Nikki win? But there is so much footage, and we have some of it right now to play, that Nikki is showing exactly who she is. And it's things that I'm even sending to some of my relatives, because most people that I know are they're going to vote for Donald Trump, but there's still those few that are like, yeah, but he just speaks so mean. And I'm like, what do you like about Nikki? Right. What, what, what do you like about her? Well, she talks nicer. Well, she isn't talking nicer right now. She's not talking nicer. And she's all of a sudden coming up with this feminist Democrat voice. 
And I've never heard her. I've always heard her being a warmonger, but I've never really heard her talk about how she's a brown girl until recently. And Vic and I talked about that yesterday and a little bit last week that she's pushing this narrative of that she's a minority. And so therefore, she is a better bet. So, you know, Joe, if you could play one of the Nikki clips, you can play any one of them because it'll go to where we're. Well, you were talking about her talking about her being a brown girl. Yeah. You want me to play the one where uh, 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 I forget who it With is. With Candace Owens. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Please do. And there's a couple different time stamps. He's yeah. got those time stamp time stamps. To lean into the race narrative. Listen to Nikki Haley doing exactly that as she sat down with an NBC reporter to talk about her childhood. Let's hear what she had to say. We were the only Indian family in our small southern town. I was teased every day for being brown. So anyone that wants to question it can go back and look at what I've said on how hard it was to grow up in the deep south as a brown girl. All right. That is interesting. We hit that a little bit yesterday, but not even with Candace Owens talking about it. What in the world that she's a brown girl? And we talked about that. What was her name? People were calling her Nikita Namrod mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. her her real name is. I understand she probably went by that, then got made fun of, or they just didn't know how to say it. So now she's Nikki. But now that she's running, she's running on this whole brown girl. That's narrative. right. And you notice she didn't do that when she had when she was still had a many. Republicans that she was going up against. She didn't Correct. pull that card. So now what she's going to do is she's going to pull the I'm a woman, I'm a minority, I'm brown, and I'm all these things to try again and get the Democratic votes. Correct. That's just how it's working. And when I first, when Nikki Haley first came onto the scene and I learned that she was Indian, I was shocked. Mm -hmm. I look I more surprised. ethnic than her. I, and growing up, I looked, I had curly, crazy hair, full lips. I looked way more ethnic. So when I hear her talk about this, hey, I, I, maybe she was teased mm -hmm. for, for being a brown girl, but the pictures show when she was young like that, that I, I would never have looked at her and thought that she was quote unquote brown. Not in a million years. Right, right. And later on, we can show that picture too, where she's, she doesn't look brown at all. Mm -mm. That it was, if it was her name, then... That was it because she doesn't look brown. Mm -hmm. And and so and even if she was like Candace Owens has gone on to say, embrace who you are. Don't now be embarrassed of who you are. And that's what I mean, we have a clip, Joe, on that same thing. It's right at 310 that she starts talking about like this beauty pageant and how that was a mm -hmm. thing. Here we go. Her memory of participating in a beauty pageant. Take a listen. Saying that I had black friends is a source of pride. Saying that I had white friends is a source of pride. If you want to know what it was like growing up, I was disqualified from a beauty pageant because I wasn't white or black, because they didn't know where to put me. So look, I know the hardships, the pain that come with racism. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. and, yeah, and I have questions. And she was four, her, her and her sister were four and eight years old when they're talking about these pageants. So 
I, I'm sure, you know, if she was hurt by this, if she felt like there was just no place for her, I'm sure maybe she has taken that with her for, for her entire life. But it wasn't like she was going up for the Miss America pageant. It wasn't like, you know, she was being told that she could not place because of her skin color. This clip does run a little longer. You guys, uh, it says it's supposed to go to 437 and we did, we're only at uh, 340. Sure, keep playing it then. Okay. Go on with it. Shins. Nikki Haley, just to restate, is saying that she was disqualified from a beauty pageant because they didn't know where to put her. And again, given that she was born in 1972, I would assume she began enrolling in beauty pageants around 1980, unless she was an infant. Um, that just doesn't pass the sniff test. So I decided to investigate that because somebody said that she mentioned this same story in a book that she had written in the past, that... Uh, despite the fact that, again, the South was desegregated, that they disqualified her from a beauty pageant. So I'm imagining that she walked in and said, I would like to participate in this. And they said, no, because you are neither white or black and we believe in segregation. But that's not the story that she tells. I was able to find it in her 2012 book entitled Can't is Not an Option. She tells the story of her beauty pageant days. And isn't that interesting? In that book, when she goes on to talk about that, she doesn't really say much of any of that. Like she's just now. You were talking Hi, about you were talking about that before, Megan, about how she didn't really talk about this when she was a Republican. We knew that she liked war. We knew that she had more moderate tendencies. Mm -hmm. She was more maybe a George Bush type Republican than she was an independent Donald Trump type. Okay, but now be, that the Republicans are not backing her, she's purposely using the feminist woman racist narrative. That's right. She is going to pull any card that she can. She's got her hands in everyone's cookie jar. Mm -hmm. she, she's got her hands in everyone's cookie jar. She does. Yeah. She she literally does. And so and she's willing. She'll she's willing to do anything at this part you know, at this point. And we said earlier, you know, she's she'll she'll sell her soul to yeah. to get this you know mm -hmm. to get this ticket. And Joe thinks she's already sold her soul. Mm -hmm. Oh so. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, she went from talking about she went from talking kind of like uh, uh, Trump to all a of a sudden mm -hmm. very Democrat. I mean, like it's not even left wing; it's Democrat. Mm -hmm. right. She is talking Democrat. Yes, she flipped a switch that's always been in there. I I've probably been very hard on her on this show all along, and it was simply because. I don't want our children that are in the military going to an un, another unnecessary war. Mm -hmm. And Donald Trump div didn't have us on any. And that's really why she doesn't like Donald Trump, if the truth are known, is he? she can't get that war money. And she loves that war money. She does. She and, loves war. She does. She and, just loves it. And now... She's playing whatever card, the brown girl card, and she she seems like one of those people that that that, that did that twenty three and me thing, and then was like, oh, I got some black in me, so <laughs> I'm black. Good I'm point. Black. Right. That is such a good point because look at the people that didn't have right. whatever that they were black or they were Swedish right. or whatever, and now they're like I'm owning Irish. that. I'm part Irish. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 I'm Indian. That, yeah. Yeah. That is a good point. Well, Joe. in. in, in I think that she just flipped the oppression switch. Yes, so she now did. she's going to, right. she wants to relate to this other side that yes. I've been oppressed. Mm -hmm. I'm this, you know, and being a woman. And I, and, and I think it's so funny that to, to be talking about being a woman is a bad thing 
or, 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 oh, I'm a woman, so mm-hmm. I get it, or this, that, and the other, when you've got an, a whole other side of that feminist issue going on where everybody wants to be a woman, but they don't want to say what being a woman is. So when Boom. she's, when she yes. talks about being a woman, I, it doesn't even, it goes in one ear and out the other. Correct. Correct. Because so, she doesn't have the full narrative down. Like you said, the one, like, Today, women that are Republicans are very strong, but we're not anti-men strength. We like our alpha men. We've said this on the show before. The women on the left, they want to wear the pants Mm -hmm. or they don't want to get married at all. But when they do get married and their beta man that they married doesn't step up, they get even more Mm -hmm. angry. So Haley can't fit I mean, she's so obvious. She's neither really camp. She would be more of the, I want to be the Republican because I want to be a strong woman. But now she's just pulling that, you know, I'm a woman now Mm -hmm. and I'm brown. And, you know, she's got that angry woman stance going on. And and feminist women, you know, I hope I don't offend anyone. Here's here's the picture right there. That's Nikki. If you're looking Mm -hmm. for anybody that is on the, you can see us on the camera if you're listening. What it is is there's a picture of Nikki when she was younger. And she clearly doesn't look brown. She no. would have been considered Caucasian. I'm she, sorry. Clearly. Very, very much. Yes. I mean, she she just looks like any girl that I went to school with. I yes. would have had I would have had no idea, especially if, if she was Nikki then. I would have no idea that she no. was for being brown. That's and, the and whitest white girl I've ever. That is. And so she's full of bull. And do you is that a picture or a clip? Or is that a little video clip? It's just a picture Okay, what it looks like. Very and, good. and here's the thing, too. She needs to maybe think about resonating with with people just about being young and how mm-hmm. awkward it is to be young. I mean, we all we all were, were teased or, you know, the big For word sure. is bullied now. I mean, yeah. so drop it. Yes. We, we've all had issues. We all have a past. We all we had to go to elementary school or, you right. know, we're and told Nikki that. there's Nikki in her shadow, mm-hmm. but she's a rhino. She's totally mm-hmm. a rhino. But you're but you're right. Anyone on the chat line. So if you're one of our chat lines, just write something on there how you somebody treated you bad and now you've grown up to be a strong person. Everybody that I know has been made fun of for one way or another. There's always this school bully, or maybe it isn't even. I remember growing up and I was skinny, 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 and people would call me all kinds of names. And I remember it hurting my feelings and going home. My parents did not say, oh, that's just so sad. Mm -hmm. They were like, if you don't like it, say something back. And if they push you because because they're saying that, push them back. I mean, it it was not, oh my gosh, honey, we need to now go tell the principal and get everybody in trouble. You just have to fend for yourself. And in life, if you can fend for yourself, your parents did you a favor. Right. Our our principals and teachers when we were growing up would have been like, you snitch, you tattletale, go back to go class. Go back to your class. And, yeah. and figure it out. Yeah. That's what would have happened. Correct. And now it's like, okay, we need to go to the guidance counselor and we need Let's to talk call a meeting. out and tell your mom mm-hmm. and the one that's the oppressor. I mean, they use those words they do. now. And, and that goes, I'm still fired up when Joe brought up the CRT from earlier. That that whole thing just infuriates me that they are willing to to take what is what is just history, what it just just the simple facts mm-hmm. and and weaponize it Correct. against really against children. Yes. And yes. and to talk about you're this color and you're this color so you are responsible for what happened to mm-hmm. 300 years ago. It's it's insane to me. 
absolutely, absolutely insane. Well, I think we have we one. Do, yeah. okay, we have one mm-hmm. little clip left of actually, Nikki. Actually, there's still a little bit left of that last. Okay, go video, ahead and play. And it. then we have one more clip. Very good. Go go finish that one, and then go straight into the last one. Just your common sense should come on to say that they would have just simply disqualified you from the beginning. Also, I'd like to point out, again, she did not grow up in the time of Jim Crow. This particular incident that she's referring to had to take place in the 1980s. And I would also think it's relevant to point out that in 1984, the first mixed-race Miss America was crowned, and her name was Vanessa Williams. So I struggle to believe Vanessa Williams, who also was raised in the South, that Vanessa Williams was able to compete and become Miss America, but Nikki Haley, at the age of either four or eight, was at the same time, around the same time, being disqualified um, simply because she was brown. But this is the new Nikki Haley, Andrew. Yeah, that is that is so good. So she's boohooing about the pageant. Yep. Forget that we already had a mixed person that won Miss America mm-hmm. and she has all of her dates wrong. Yep. I mean, she just, she lies. She is, she lies and she lies and she lies. Well, she's getting desperate. That's what's happening. Yes. She's feeling the heat and she's getting desperate and she's willing to do whatever she has to. Mm-hmm. We were the only Indian family in our small Southern town. I was teased every day for being brown. So anyone that wants to question it can go back and look at what I've said on how hard it was to grow up in the deep south as a brown girl. Anybody can look at my record and see when Walter Scott was shot down by a dirty cop, how I made sure that the Walter Scott family didn't suffer because we put the first body camera bill in the country in place. Anybody can look at the fact that when we had nine amazing souls die in Mother Emanuel Church, I did something that no Republican or Democrat ever wanted to touch, which was call for the Confederate flag to come down because it would take two-thirds of the House and Senate and was an impossible feat. I don't know what you're implying with that, but what I will tell you is saying that I had black friends is a source of pride. Saying that I had white friends is a source of pride. If you want to know what it was like growing up, I was disqualified from a beauty pageant because I wasn't white or black. And Joe, we can stop they that there. But that just shows you she's gone on several different shows saying the same thing. And now she's bragging about Democrat points. I mean, she's bragging about it. Mm-hmm. And she there said, is actually a video with uh, the, the double pic, the, the, the side by side, or the picture of the lady laughing at the young Oh, Terrence. Of, well, yeah, go oh, and yeah. play that then. Go ahead. With I, the I'm ten. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, you're fine. Go ahead. Play it. All right. <laughs> I love this guy. I do too. He makes me laugh. <laughs> Okay, listen. (laughs) Okay, let me calm down. Everybody calm down. Terrence, I need to calm down. Listen, okay, so let me be nice. Um, Okay, so Nikki's Indian, okay? I'll give her that. She's Indian. I'm not saying she's not Indian. But y'all, she said she was teased for being brown. (laughs) Where? Y'all. Where is the? Can somebody? I must be colorblind. Where is the brown at? Show, show, show me the brown. 
Yeah, that makes me laugh. I mean, when you think about both those clips, Megan found both those clips Mm -hmm. and they make me laugh because Candace and Terrence are both obviously, you know, darker colored skin. They would be considered African-American or black, depending on the culture, which you grew up in, what you would call them. Really, both of them are funny, but really almost always spot on. And you know what? This is the thing that makes me mad about white liberals. And obviously, obviously, Nikki really is a Democrat white liberal, which we all kind of assume she was. And they hijack real black people causes. Absolutely. And I love how she said growing up in the deep south Uh and being brown. Automatically, I'm like deep south. I mean, that's where all of the movement started for the black people. So for her to right. act like she was the only minority in the deep South, yes, in the in the late late sixties, seventies, I mean, even eighties. Mm-hmm. So for her to to try and and single herself out and make her life seem that it was just so rough and tough for being in the deep South. I'm I'm sure there's a lot of uh, black children that you went to school with that would beg to differ. Correct. Correct. She's actually, I feel, and I'm not black, but I have black family members. They find Nikki just so obviously a liar and taking up causes that aren't even her own to get elected. So, I mean, wake up, people. I'm not telling you who to vote, but if but if you're going to still vote for Nikki Haley, fine. You're an American. You can vote for whoever you want to. I got people voting. I mean, I understood the Ron DeSantis vote. I even understood the Vivek, even though I'm not sure where he fits in all of this. I don't understand the Nikki vote at all. And she would be the only one I keep thinking, gosh, even if Trump didn't get in and they put him in jail and I have to vote Republican, you still have to vote on the Republican ticket. And I would vote for Ron DeSantis for sure. Mm -hmm. I think I would vote for Vivek. But if you vote for for Nikki, you might as well. That's a one time I'm like, why are you voting? Mm -hmm. Why, Why are you voting? Because she's obviously in the palm of the hands of the liberal Democrats. Absolutely. And she's going to keep morphing. The, the, she is. As the weeks go by, she's going to keep morphing. She's going to keep bringing up other topics. Someone earlier in the chat line brought up that no one or that their stance on pro-life, pro-choice and abortion, all of that is starting to change as well. Yes. And, and we're going to see that happen, too. Correct. The, um, all of those stances are going to be probably a little bit more swayed yes. one way or the other. I agree. It just so. is. It is just such a travesty that she's even running as a Republican, but we get their game now. That's that's the only ray of hope that I have because I truly think that they're going to do everything they can to Donald Trump to steal the election. We won't hit this hard, but we had we had several, gosh, it was well over a week and a half, we were talking about disease X. Mm-hmm. And they're going to roll that out probably somewhere in between March in June, yeah. somewhere, I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're saying somewhere in that time, or they're saying May, but, you know, it could be somewhere between March and June, because they already saw, Vic and I kind of disagree with this, he thinks they, he will not try that again, mm-hmm. I'm like, they will try that again, it may not work as well as it did the last time, but they're going to try it again, they will, they, they well, they've already started, some of they the have. hospitals and, and um, doctor's offices, they've already called 
for masks, mask mandates. Correct. And they have. So I think that that's going to be around the corner too. Oh, I yeah, do. BJC. I think there's definitely, I think all hospitals in the area have went mandatory masks because they're actually, I, I know that uh, in Mercy, they're actually fitting people in N95 masks and they're making them do like exercises and stuff to make sure that when they're out of breath, they can still breathe in them. Oh my word. Correct. So, I mean, if people, you know, don't think it's coming, it's coming. Now, what's great is I think, like, look at Joe. He completely woke up during that time because he didn't fall for any of it. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of Joes out there in the world that really either A, weren't political, or B, were Democrats that have now woke up. So it's not going to work as well. So do do I think that's the only thing they're going to do? No, but I do think they're going to do that. That gives them an excuse to bring in mail and ballots. Mail and ballots. Yes, and that's what they're going to do again. And so that's why they have the whole Nikki thing Mm -hmm. going on to begin with, because if they can't indict Trump, and that's another thing they screwed up on, if they just got him on one thing and went for him, went for him, and made it really look like he did that, but they always, liberals and the Uniparty always go too many steps forward that makes it obvious what they're doing. So even people who wouldn't have voted for Trump now especially minority voters, Mm -hmm. are saying, wait a minute, wait a minute now. He is the only person that did do stuff for us. And now this Joe Biden, he actually really is racist. And how how many times can you indict this guy that he isn't already in jail? Exactly. Why isn't he already there? And to your point, you're saying, you know, that it's obvious, you know, when these things start to come up again, that we know that that the liberals are on the move as far as, you know, trying to, whether they come up with disease X or Mm -hmm. the masks or mail-in ballots. I mean, people, please, if there's going to be mail-in ballots, people have got to open their eyes. But again, just like Nikki Haley said this morning, most people, normal, average people do not pay attention. They don't. So it's obvious to us because we're paying attention But it's not to most voters. They hear mask mandate. If you don't wear a mask, you're going to die. And guess what? They wear a mask and they'll wear it in their car, their shower, their bathtub. Correct. And if you're not, they think that you are, you know, out to kill people. That's right. They really believe that because the average person isn't deep diving on information. They just turn on the local news and even our local news, who I think is good for maybe weather Mm -hmm. and good for good local stories like the fire truck yesterday. We're not really getting into that today, but that was a really cool story. That was great to see that on the local news. Mm -hmm. But other than that, they have a left slant that is so obvious mm-hmm. it's it's so obvious and that's a shame but but that's, that's it is a shame doing. it's 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 it ruined so many people's lives it did the whole did. pandemic and the masks and you know Fauci now coming out and saying that he really has no idea where the social distancing started how, right how how I mean when there were stickers stickers plastered on every foot surface anywhere you went uh-huh. for years yes I mean, yes. that, that was, it's, it's ludicrous. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, give me a break with that. You didn't know. He knew from the beginning. It, I mean, literally in 2005, or no, 15, I'm sorry, 2015, he, and but they expunged this from anywhere. You could see that Frouchy and Obama, as I call them both, mm-hmm. were in Wuhan. 
What were they doing exactly. in Wuhan? What were they doing there? Yeah. And so, and we all know that the Chinese government does things to hurt their people. So why does Obama and Fauci go over there to find out what they can get from them to bring over here if in fact Donald Trump got elected? Mm-hmm. Well, and just in general, the, the the group of people that are willing to do anything for science, they're willing to they come up. I mean, the COVID COVID virus has been around since the '60s. Correct. So that yes. is it, it is not new. They are willing to test it on anything, anyone, just for the sake of that little science sick brain of theirs. Correct. Correct. And and you know that with the as far as the COVID virus, I mean, it was it happened. Yes. I and I hope that they got whatever results they were wanting to see. Mm-hmm. I hope that they got it. Yep, I, I hope that they that they did. And if you looked on a Lysol can, we happened to have an old one years ago. My husband had worked for Lysol, and we had a can probably from the 80s somewhere in the recesses of our garage and put it next to a new Lysol one. This was interesting. The old, like the metal can, said that this killed the coronavirus. Mm. That was a 1980s can. Then the new ones didn't even mention coronavirus because Lysol didn't want to get sued. Exactly. Actually, and that's, I've got one sitting right here. It says kills over a hundred illnesses, illness causing germs, including the COVID-19 virus. Well, there you go. So, yeah. and, that's a, and that's a new one. So, I mean, it's been around for a long time. And think about how many times that people got the flu even probably in the 80s and the 90s, it might have been coronavirus. And think about how many times you went to the doctor and they told you, you just have a virus. And you knew you felt like crap, but they didn't give you anything because there's no antibiotics that kills most viruses. It has to be bacterial. Mm-hmm. So I just find that just so crazy. And then, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get on this bandwagon, but, <laughs> but by putting it in your arm, you shed it on people and gave it to people like never before. That's where it came from. Right. I mean, that's... I, I, I cannot wait to see the movies and the books that are made 10, 20, 30 years down the road. I agree. And I cannot wait to hear what people that were, that were pushing this and were so quick to judge others for actually using their, you know, cognitive abilities. abilities. Yes. I, I want to hear, and I hope that they, they have the courage to come forward and go, Oh man, was I wrong? Yeah. Like I, I feel like a fool. And there's some people that are coming coming out. And I admit where where my part of this is I was so harsh the other way. I was part of the division because I was like, are you an idiot for taking that? And mm-hmm. looking at people with not as much empathy as I do now, that I was like, because I thought it was so obvious. And it, and it was because of my experience of being over China, being in China several times, and I knew what they were doing. If I could do it all over again, I still wouldn't have changed what I did. I still would not have had my kids mask. We would not have taken it. But I would have come at a a softer approach and people who are just scared. And instead, I was like, seriously, why do you have that mask on? Because I could see it. But now, stepping back, some of the most wonderful people that I know, out of fear, did take it or out of guilt or out of peer pressure took it. And they're actually wonderful conservative people that I was a little harsh on that now I wish that we could still all band together. You do you if you want to take it fine. And that wasn't my stance back then. I was like, why are you taking that? You're shedding on me sort of a thing. But it was another division tactic. It was really divisive. I, was. I lost a couple of friends that I, did too. I was friends with for over 25 yeah, years me too. because of um, their, their take and just just the anger that they felt towards people 
Yeah. And I feel like that 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 really just that that was that was harmful. Yeah. That, it, it that was time harmful. for people and relationships. Absolutely. That's for sure. I, uh, uh, as far as the 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 actual cupcake itself, um, I didn't really hold it against anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, if they took it or whatever, mm-hmm. I was like, eh, you can do whatever you want. However, with the mask, I got into fist fights with people over the mask. Did yeah. you really? Yeah, you yeah. did. Unbelievable. People would make fun of me because I would I would wear it. And mm-hmm. being scared and thinking, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, your government's not lying to you and that, mm-hmm. you know, these masks are actually doing something. It's like, look, man, you can have your beliefs, mm-hmm. do whatever you want. I'm going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, people would make fun of the mask and all that. And then yeah. it would... it. I was driving for Uber for a while mm-hmm. during COVID. And, uh, you know, I was taking all the precautions that I could. And yeah. when people would get in the car drunk and very um opinionated mm-hmm. it's just a bad mix it really yeah. is a bad mix because people were so both ways you know and so that that's a travesty and now here we are most people do know that we were played they do know that and so even the ones that won't admit it knew we were played now never once did we say there wasn't really coronavirus that's really a thing but the magnitude of how it killed you was mm-hmm. all a lie right well and the all fear was real the fear, the fear was i real. mean i have three school kids you know mm-hmm. and so when i heard about it first coming you know into the united states of course i was scared i wanted to know i was like i'm not going to send my kids to school i don't want them catching sure, this sure well then you know, as more information comes out and more information comes out, you start to realize, oh, this isn't exactly what they're right. saying it is. Correct. And then when you see someone like Bill Gates, you know, come on and do behind a it. PSA, yeah. then you have then you know that something's not something's not on the up and up. Correct. And so yeah, it just kind of went downhill from it there. Did. It did. It I mean, that whole thing we were being played leads right into the fact of something that's our biggest threat right now that we're being played. And I don't know why Democrats do not understand how much we're being played about the border. That's right. I mean, the border is wide open. It it is just wide open. And we talked about it, that the feds are literally fighting against Governor Abbott of Texas, who wants to protect his state. It's not even so much he wants to protect the whole country. He's the governor. He wants to protect his state. And people in Texas are getting their land ruined. They are getting, I mean, little girls are getting raped. People, things are happening by the illegals that are coming over here with no good intent. And people are saying, yeah, but, you know, they just want to be here for a better life. Look at who's coming over here. It's not just women and children. It's military-aged men. And the Supreme Court yesterday is so disappointing, but yet predictable, except for one person. It was five to four yesterday that I would say, in my opinion, that it that we lost, so to speak. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, if you're somebody that wants the border closed, we lost because... Really, it's about the Texas governor has 30 miles of like this wire that has been put up. But now they have to take it back down. They have to take it back down. They they were forced to allow federal agents to cut that wire. Yes. Mm -hmm. Isn't that unreal? And here's the thing that surprised me. Like who dissented on that were people that we would have expected. Mm -hmm. You know, it was Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. 
what is up with Amy Coney Barrett? Amy, Amy. Amy, you did us wrong. What's even more funny is President Biden was talking about the border crisis itself. And yet they're still opening up the what is going on right he even admits there's a crisis he was caught on film i didn't send you this clip but he was caught saying that the border is really bad Mm -hmm. but he isn't getting enough money and he said those words to fix it and it's all about money for these elites in the uniparty it it really is and they don't care well he shouldn't have sold all of the the material all of the wall material that was sitting down there after trump had it all down there he turned around and started selling it off he sure did well where's that money yeah what are you doing with that money yeah, Ukraine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure it's at Ukraine. And if I could see, I don't know, we have a picture, Joe, of Amy. And look at her face, of Amy Coney Barrett. I want everybody to see her. I think most of our listeners have seen her. Amy Coney Barrett just voted in favor of allowing Biden's border, I'm sorry, federal border agents to dismantle the ra- the razor fencing set up by Texas agents to stop illegal immigrants entering our country. Mm-hmm. Look at the vote. It was 5 to four. If she yeah. had voted the way of what her constituents would want, and that's to close the border. Look at her face. Now, that could be just, I mean, people could take pictures of me on air looking like that, too, with mm-hmm. this, like a scared-looking face. So, I, but why? I, why did she vote for opening the border? Why? Well, probably... This is what I'm hoping. Well, you and I talked last night. I think that she's just, you know, keeping that wild card in her pocket for for down the road. Something's going to come up again with Trump. It's going to go to Supreme Court and she's going to need to be able to say, look, I am not biased. I am just doing my job. I'm looking at all of the conditions and I am not playing favoritism. I'm hoping that that's why she did that. But then there's also the part two is you've got the the state. It's the state versus the feds right mm-hmm. now is, mm-hmm. is in Texas. That's scary. And you know, you Abbott's trying to protect his state, the mm-hmm. people of his state, the property of his state, and the actually they are supposed to get permission federally to do something like that, mm-hmm. but they're not helping. So he took action as I would have, because yes, that's what a strong too. leader does. He leads and did that and put the the barbed wire up for 35 you know, miles. And so now they're coming back and they're saying, you, you can't do that. It was never... It was never legal to do in the first place. So that's what I'm hoping that Amy I'm is hoping you're right. Go on that. with that. However, where is there a state of emergency? Like there there is Correct. a state of emergency. Yes. But sure. they're also saying that that the barbed wire, because it's there, that the Border Patrol can't get in and do what they're supposed to do. They can't do their job, i.e. rescuing. They're blaming the barbed wire on the the woman and her two young children drowning, mm-hmm. you know, last mm-hmm. week. So they're saying and that, that the barbed wire. She shouldn't have been swimming across the damn channel. Correct, with correct. Kid. I mean, I feel bad that and any child it, dies. I think it boils down to money. I think these people mm-hmm. are getting paid because no politician or anybody in their right mind who sees what's happening at the border is is keeping the border open unless they're getting paid. Correct. Why would you? I mean, that doesn't make any sense because it is a humanitarian crisis. If these people would stay in their own country, help make their own country better, but they're risking their lives to come over here. Some are. Most like, of them, when they get here, they want to go back because of the conditions that it's that, that, they're, that they're forced to be in. Correct. Exactly. They're not great. They're not great conditions. Well, they're given money. 
Well, and but, like you said, they do want a better life. We all want a better life. Mm-hmm. I want a better life for for my family. I want a better life for our our veterans. I want a better life for our sick children. I want for a better our life. Homeless. Exactly. Yeah. So yes. I, I do. I want a better life, and and I want that for other people too. And that's why I spend a lot of time out of this country helping people that are not in this country that do want a better life. However, do I wish that I could rescue all of them and give them? Uh, a home, a warm home with food and shelter and send their kids to school? Absolutely, I do. But common sense tells you that there is a due process and you cannot just come flooding in. And do I feel horrible for these people that are coming here and all of these horrific things are happening to them? There's not one good thing that's happening to these people. 85,000 kids still missing. There's not one good thing, but there has to be a process. And right now I see our leadership encouraging mm-hmm. all of this to happen. Yes. And it's on their watch. It is. All of it is. It is. It is. And Joe, um, we have a video of, and we show it almost every week, sometimes a couple times a week, but it's a good reminder of our border and who's coming across and the conditions and who they are. So if you can find that, Joe, and put that up, and you can just put it up once you find it. But it's, we see, okay, here it is. And this is the area, if I'm correct, that the wires that they took down. And you see some that are coming over in buses. We see a lot of Chinese um, people coming over in buses. And this particular picture of, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but often in those little, I guess, are they, are they is this part of a train, Megan? That's no, the, what, this, what they're doing is they're putting these, these crates up instead of the, well, they're putting them up to, to reinforce yeah, the, 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 the barbed wire. wire. So I think it's more legal to have these up than it is to have the, the wire. Yeah, the barbed wire. And, and why? Why? I don't understand that. This I think is the, the barbed wire. wire. The wire causes destruction and causes Got injury. It. Now, if they have a wall up, which is what's supposed to be there mm-hmm. instead of that wire. But, you know, like you said, the material got sold, so they put wire up, the cheapest, quickest thing. That's right. And now, you know, they're being, oh, it's illegal, so now they're putting these crates up. And, and that, that is a darn circus down there. I mean, I, I, I'm just appalled to see all of those people just running around down there. It's, it's completely, it's anarchy. Mm-hmm. There's people in the water dredging through the water. There's little kids dredging through the water. They're just running around. And they're worried about the barbed wire? Yeah, that's just crazy. And they're promised. They are. There's these apps that Joe Biden has given out into the world. And a lot of these people have cell phones that were invited over here. It's it's just... Mm-hmm. It, it they leads, get cell phones and I think 3000 or $2,000? I've heard that. anywhere from 2000 to 9000 depending oh, wow. on where they go and which state and who sends it to well, them. Well, like you said, the ones in buses that were coming over were probably the UN people. Correct. And these people are really people seeking salvation. Correct. The people who were coming over in the buses, that is, that's the that's UN. That's the scary That's our, that's stuff. our invasion. Yeah. Yes. The, that what we saw right there is... I'm not saying it's right, but it's more understandable because they were invited here and they're coming over here because they want a better life. They are different than the ones that are flooding over in these buses. And planes. And and planes, yes, all over our country. And they're causing cells, these terror cells all over that are in our country. Well, and on average, there's 5,000. 5,000 coming in per day. And they're saying that 2,500, so half of them are invited. 
And there are camps. And then the other yeah. the other half is not invited still. And where five thousand a day? Where most of these people are getting bused to are camps throughout the United States. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can't even get close to these places. No, you can't. I mean it's it's such a travesty. And so many of these little kids that are coming through are being brought over by the mules, as they call them, and then they're sex trafficked. They're sold. Mm-hmm. And and Megan brought to my attention yesterday something that I had not seen, and we've got a video of it, Joe. We can play that in a minute. She's going to talk about sex trafficking as a, as a whole after we watch this video, but sex trafficking is happening under our noses in every city in the United States. And here's a little bit Broken of... Broken up a sex trafficking op... No, Sorry, no, no you're fine. Go ahead. To, okay. Go ahead. All right. ...operation inside a short-term rental home the alleged victim from Tennessee, where Fox Files investigator Chris Hayes explains a relative helped uncover the dark secret. This quiet street corner at Michigan and Halliday was swarmed with police over the lunch hour this past Friday. The police were came out, they were carrying it looked like assault rifles, and they all converged on the one, ho- one house. Right next to the Reinheimers, who were on alert, and almost forgot they were expecting a package delivery. Of course, when the, ca- the um, package was delivered and he knocked on the door, we thought it was the police. And we didn't know if we were going to have to leave or what. St. Louis police say they found a Tennessee woman being sold for sex out of a vacation rental home. I reached out to the host of the short-term rental who said his protocols helped police make arrests in this case, including having obtained the identification for the person who rented the property. Martavis Walker is now charged with six felony counts, including kidnapping, rape, and sex trafficking. Court records say Walker forced the victim from Tennessee to St. Louis, threatened to kill her if she tried to escape, and worked with two others to place escort ads. A probable cause statement says the victim's aunt in Tennessee found the ads and called police who obtained a search warrant that led to the arrests. I've had several cases where parents have called and found their loved ones um, online. Retired Sergeant Adam Cavanaugh did not investigate this case, but worked many others in his 29 years with both St. Louis City and County. He's currently a law enforcement liaison for Crisis Aid International. Yep, that's good. And so, Megan, you can speak to all of that, but people were asking, where did that happen? Well, our show is based right in the St. Louis metropolitan area, and that happened in the St. Louis metropolitan area, and it's happening all over. Yes. Well, so, a woman from Nashville was correct, brought here. Was brought here. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So it was a it was a rental home. So you know VRBO or one of those. B- and Airbnb. Airbnb, yeah. and this gentleman rented it out. And good thing that the Airbnb that they have this protocol and they have they're they're pretty good about making sure who is renting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's that was great because. Uh, they did have his true information, but yeah. So uh, a Tennessee girl was forced to come to St. Louis uh, and kept in this home and was being sold for sex. That's so. so and he had two two people that were you know helping him do this. And great that a relative was paying attention. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this girl was missing, and it kind of seems to me that she had an inkling of what could have happened, and that's where she kind of started to go and look and saw some of these escort ads and then notified 
And yeah. maybe you can speak Officials. on this, but uh, is St. Louis still the sex traffic? I mean, this, this is why it's relevant here in St. Louis is because we used to be, I'm not sure if we still are, uh, considered the sex trafficking capital of the world or the United States, one of the two. No, so they do a like a top 20 um, cities for trafficking, whether it's arrests or findings. And so we kind of fluctuate. Actually, we were at 19, which I was like, yay, because I was I was hoping that we weren't even going to make it on the, the chart. But we're back down into the top 10 now. So it just really, it just depends. And so it is, it, it's happening. And I mean, look at that cute couple living in South City. Those, that sweet little couple. Right. And, and literally next door to them, uh -huh. this is happening. And so it happens. And so she was essentially kidnapped mm -hmm. and forced to stay here. And do all of the horrific things that they were making her do all for money all for money that's so mm -hmm. sad and so in the in the she's already been traumatized for sure and and I'm glad that they that they caught it when they did but it's it's going to be a lifetime of trying to heal from a absolutely. from that so absolutely. yeah and also so we were talking I was in India for 2 weeks just this past month and it was so amazing because I was able to meet some actually couples, so husbands and wives that were being kept and they were enslaved uh, because of debt. And then also um, three girls that my friend who is a pastor in India has taken in and rescued from sex trafficking. And so it was such a blessing to, to just to see these people and what they do for 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 their people mm -hmm. and whether you're sick you're you're hungry you're enslaved just the ends of the earth that they will go to to rescue you and the last day that we were there i got to sit on the floor do you have that picture where i'm sitting on the floor eating uh, I, it's hard for me to see them right now Why don't I, what, you what i was going to yeah. suggest is yes. i could just put them up and you, you, yeah. can, you can speak on them Okay, so now this is a, a girl. Now she was rescued, actually, too, um, and she, it, her, and her sister were being trafficked. So, but they, and it's different in India because they are literally kept in little tiny rooms for months and months oh, and months tragic. at a time and sold for sex. She's one of them. And so this is the day that I, so that that is actually at a leper village. So this little guy right here, um, he, because his grandpa has leprosy, he, he will live the rest of his life in a leper village. He will never be able to go back out into um, the normal world, if you will, the caste system, it's a five down to a one, the one being the untouchables. So mo almost everyone that you're going to see in these pictures are in the lowest caste system. And so I just, this little guy is just so sweet because here he is, he'll, he'll never contract the disease because now there's more people showing up to help these people that can bring the antibiotics and do these things, but he will always be casted out. Because he's there. So you're holding him and mm -hmm. you won't get it and he doesn't have it, mm -hmm. but he well, can never get so, out. So you can, you can get it. It's, um, it's, it's bacterial and it's coughing, sneezing, uh, you know, basically any bodily fluids that are, you know, going to be 
um, but if you have a vaccine, there's no vaccine. Oh, there's no. So, but you know, uh, God has a, has a a way of protecting you when you're helping these people. So it's not my first trip there and it's not my last. And so I've been around these people several, several times. Um, and the incubation period can be years. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you just, you just, you just have to know, but, but also it's, studies have shown that you have to be around these people for a long time time right right yeah and some people are going to be more susceptible to it you know just depending on your immune system itself but um yeah so what do you what do you oh this is um this is me um talking to a group of people on a mountain it's called Kalispati and we were some of the first of 10 white people ever there so it is a restricted village government restricted it's in the sandalwood forest these people do not leave the mountain for anything. They, um, and what that means is they kind of marry close because they're in one, one tribe here. We built a well for them, for them uh, this past year. So, and there's of course me hanging out with the boys. I'm always around the boys. It's because I have boys. So I'm always, so you like oh, boys. I'm always chomping around, you know, let's, let's get the soccer ball. We brought soccer balls. And so it was really neat. And, I mean, just way over that hill is where the well was built. So it's beautiful. They, is it, is it, it really pretty? Was amazing. I was like, I, I was up there. I felt like I was in paradise. Oh. But here they are. We had to feed them. They have so little food. They oh. have one well for this entire um, community. So it was, and and they're just so happy. But the kids here. Now, some of these guys were were scared of us, but the little kids, when we got out of our jeep, mm-hmm. scared to death. So really? talk about knowing what it feels like to be a minority uh-huh. and for so people you know. to be scared of you. Oh, my. It was, I mean, the tears just screaming and crying and running. So we this is how we had to dress. We had to cover our faces because we were in this, again, we had to sneak by... Um, <laughs> We had to sneak by these officials to get up. Now, the, the tribe knew that we were coming, but we had to go around the government to not be seen. So, you're, so, so what you're saying is that those people are really repressed by the government. Yeah, well, they, yeah, and that's, and that's where they, that's where they live. So they, they, they stay up there. They do not come down. Um so this is actually, and you can see if you look at, at some of these beautiful people, their hands and their feet, that is some of what leprosy does. So I want you just though to look at their faces, how joyful they are, and they are truly this happy. They are so joyful. Many of them I've met in the past, and so I was able to show them pictures of them from years past, especially the kids and how they're grown up now. They love to see pictures of them from when they were little. But um, if you keep going, I think you can see so... Um, this little girl right here, she she didn't know what to think of me. She was one of the older ones that was just, I mean, just flabbergasted. She and so I have dark hair like them, mm-hmm. okay, but I have very fair skin, and that's what was throwing everybody off. I bet. So I bet. my 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 blonde friends that I was with that you know were fair. It was just kind of like oh you know. Yeah. But these, and so she, she would just giggle. She'd look at me and she'd cover her eyes and she would just giggle. And uh, she actually did a dance for us. That's precious. Mm -hmm. And so you can see this gentleman, he's one of the village leaders for his, his village. You can see um, most of his fingers are gone now and you can see his eyes too. It affects the eyes. So um, a lot of them go blind. Are his eyes gone? Glaucoma. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and she, I love her. I was so excited to see her. Um, she, she was from one of the first leper villages and I've met her before. And we were so excited to see each other. It was just wonderful. But this is just, and so in this gentleman, he, the last time I saw him, he had his legs. So he lost both of his legs. So if you can see him sitting in the chair. So what he does is he, he his uh, legs were taken from the knees. And so he just pops these shoes on, sneakers on backwards and hops down and, and yeah. runs around. Um, this is on the village uh, up in the mountains. Um, and they had never seen a parachute like this. And they, these kids, oh my gosh, if you could hear them laughing, they thought it was the most amazing thing in the entire world. Oh, and then did a, you leave the parachute? We left, we left the parachute. We left soccer balls. We left. Yeah, that was always my favorite day in, in, oh, in, in yes. gym class. school. Love, love, love it. Yes. The best. Yeah. Um, and so this is Pastor Manasseh, you guys. He's my hero. He's, I, 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 it would be a whole nother show for me to tell you what an amazing, amazing man he is. Um, he's the one that goes out and puts his life, literally puts his life on the line. His dad um, and his brothers as well. Um, they are Christians in, in India. And um, so already the government looks you know, down on you for that. But he will go and he will find these people that live in these villages that the government wants to be gone. And so you have to remember karma is an Indian word. So karma, uh, the Indians believe that if you are in a certain circumstance, um, that you're there for a reason and that you are supposed to be where you're at. So don't help. But they also, they don't want, again, it, it goes back to what we were speaking about earlier. It goes from the extreme rich to the extreme poor. Mm. And there's extreme wealth in India and they do not want to help. They do not want to help the people that are, are suffering. And Due so to what it's, they call karma. Exactly. Exactly. What you were supposed to have. Well, and they kind of just want you gone. So there's um, leper villages that we've been to before that have been bulldozed down. What they don't give you warning or anything. They just show up with bulldozers and they just want to move. You know what you have there. And he, again, so this is um, one of the leper villages. And so they honor us when we get there. It's so backwards because here, like we're there to like help them and like learn from them and yet they honor us and so it's always super humbling and a little bit just uh emotional when they do these things for us and you can see this this is one of my favorite women too you can see her her hands are pretty much um gone now as well um and actually this is a widow that we bought a goat for um, it doesn't sound like a lot but um when you have a goat you can survive yeah. And so you can you can eat, you can drink, you can sell things that you've made from, you know, using the goat. So this is one of the widows. She's up in the mountains. This couple right here, oh my gosh, amazing. They were enslaved for two and a half years. And them, uh, they were just released three months ago. And the gentleman that I talked about that you saw the picture of in the parachute, Manasseh, Pastor Manasseh, he's the one that went and paid and went to, they, they call it master. They call it slave master because that's what it is. Went and tried to negotiate so many times with this man to let these people free. And um, he, he finally, finally got him to, uh, to do it. And so they were, they were there that day and, uh, and they were baptized that day. So it was pretty cool. And this is cool. some more of this the- This is the last one. Mm -hmm. So that's another widow um, that we bought a- a goat for there were a couple of them and so they're just there and they just want you to touch them and yeah. and and speak to them and just treat them like they're 
you know, a human. Mm-hmm. Um, I let's see. Yeah, having a goat is a lot. That's right. Yeah, it's having a yeah. lot. Well, and you had you had talked about we got to see all the pictures and mm-hmm. all the good things that you did. And then you had told me that one of the reasons why you wanted to talk about India, and a couple people are asking on the chat line, you had talked earlier in the show about India and mm-hmm. how most people are Hindu there mm-hmm. and what they think of Vivek and mm-hmm. all of that. Could you kind of tell us yeah, a little and bit about that? So right now there's some elections going on. The The state that I spent most time in is Tamil. And so there's a man there. It's ironic enough. His name is Anomaly. Anomaly. Mm-hmm. It's not spelled how we how we spell it, but that's how you pronounce it. And so what is happening is there's a movement across India right now. Uh, and, and it's always been anti-Christian. I mean, we can't like we we when we go and we um, when we get our visas or when we go and through customs, um, we cannot say why we're there. And they will ask us a million questions when we are going in there. So you know, there's there's we had a team of six, and so um, they want to know what you're going to go see. So here you are trying to remember all of these places that you say that you're seeing that you're never going to go see, mm-hmm. and you can't even pronounce them anyway because you cannot say that you are there um, for to help anyone and much less say that you're a Christian. So you're kind of tiptoeing around the entire time that you're there. Um, and so they already frown upon that, but now there's this movement. And like I said earlier, they are trying to create a fully Hindu one language India. So with the conservatives, again, that they pay attention to what we're doing here because we are kind of the the global leaders as far as establishing what's right, what's wrong. Um, like I said earlier, Trump in 19 went toe to toe with Modi and said, here's the deal. You're, there's Christians are being persecuted in India mm-hmm. and so are Muslims. Let's not forget that in our country, we are housing and we have lots of Hindu people here. So if you don't want that same kind of treatment done to the Hindu people that are living in my Christian country, that just, just remember that. And so what happened was the, the anti-Christian movement started, to, the, the persecution started to slowly go down. And that was during Trump's That's time. Trump. Now, now that Biden's in office, it is rampant. They are attacking anyone that... And they're trying to find people that are going to church. So there's, I, I don't have pictures of it, but like we we went to a couple different services where it's literally on rooftops and it's quiet. It's whispered because, you know, all of your neighbors are Hindu. And so, mm. you know, everything is just has to be, you know, on the down low. And so as far as Vivek, they, the conservatives in India were scared to death that Vivek was going to get, you know, on the ticket for presidency. And, why I, I I don't think that they think that he's a bad person, but they know the Hindu religion, mm-hmm. and I don't have time to get into it all. But it's a very uh, dark, very very spiritually dark. And I'm glad you religion. said that because so many people have said I that, thought it was a loving religion, and so many people have said that where it's not just like Muslims are not always fond mm-hmm. of Christians. Hindu is just as dark. Yes, and the reason why it's so dark is because. They, there's over 300 million gods and things that they idolize and worship, okay? So when you're a Hindu, you're willing to, if, if I said, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to make more money next 
month so that I can buy my kids a new Nintendo. Well, I could pick this coffee cup up and start praying and idolizing it, that this would then become my God. And that's what they do. They will idolize and worship anything. Like I said, a rock, a piece of glass, a a cup, a a piece of jewelry, anything. I thought it was cows. And so, well, cows are holy. Right. So, yeah. So and that's why Lakshmi are cows holy? because it's it goes back to the it's Lakshmi. She was a goddess, okay. and so they believe that Lakshmi can come back in the form of a cow. A cow. So okay. you don't want to do anything to the cows. I thought it was because of the milk and giving like nourishment. No, it's Lakshmi. Yeah, yeah she. Gotcha. Um, yeah, there's cows everywhere. There's and, and they're huge for traffic. Um, traffic issues because they won't move. They just lay oh. down. Like oh, not like trafficking. You're talking about like no. Right, I'm talking right, about yeah. traffic. Like traffic. you have to okay. literally, you know, wait for them to move. But so when you have all of these different desires and spirits and idol idolizations and you're worshiping just about anything, what happens is there's a lot of spiritual warfare I'm takes sure. place. So. I've been in situations before, and again, this trip too, where when we come and we are <laughs> bringing the light, so to speak, um, the the manifestations happen, and they happen almost immediately. And let me tell you, it is scarier than any movie you can imagine. It is real. These people have a lot going on um, spiritually, and um, wow, I, and, and that's not that's not my. That's not my forte. That's not my jam. I know how to handle it, but I do not. I don't try to seek it. I don't try to go, you know, towards it. And thankfully, I'm with people. I'm talking about manifestation. So I'm talking about people that have a lot of these different spiritual uh, demons that have now manifested because they when you're when you're weak or vulnerable, desperate. Yes, it happens. And it, um, you know, you, you see movies about it, and you read books about it, and then you kind of go, mm, I don't, uh, yeah, right. Like I don't believe it. You know, Ouija boards, all that kind of stuff. It is real, and it is super, super scary when you see it happen right in front of you. Um, the more I see every day, the more I believe all that. I do too. And when I was younger, I didn't understand a lot of that, but now. I've gone on a, several mission trips too. And when you see a spiritual battle, it can happen right here in America. You mm-hmm. don't have to go outside of here. But I think we're going to see more of that, Megan and Joe. Like as we start to get all the different darkness mm-hmm. coming into our country from wherever, I'm not saying all immigrants are doing that or illegals are doing that. We're going to see more of this manifesting right here in the United States. We're oh, living in bi- biblical times. We absolutely sure. are living in biblical well, times. Here, Someone that that I'm close with, um, who also is uh, trans, um, said to me, we, we were talking, and I always say, you know, just for whatever reason, I'll praise God or praise, you know, praise Jesus for anything, you know, that's just kind of what comes out of my mouth. Well, he started saying, praise Satan. And Did he mean that? Oh, absolutely. And so I was really taken aback. And so at first I wouldn't, you know, I didn't really... Uh, give it any attention. Mm-hmm. But now, so finally, you know, what I'm learning is that there is this movement towards this satanic side of things. I'm not saying because he's trans or because, you know, he's falls into that category. I'm just saying that it exists and people are throwing it around like it's nothing. And mm-hmm. it, you're, that's an invitation when you're, when you're doing that. And it's so sad because 
where where have we gone? What what has happened with our youth and with people that public schools? Uh, it's yeah, just gosh. everything. It's the lack of spirituality. It's the fear, and so people often just stay in their homes. And it there, there's not this humanity out in the world on a, as a large of scale as like when our ga- grandparents grew up. And there's just so much that is just not right these days and we know it and and like like the person that said that he was trans or he or she said and that hail satan there's so mm-hmm. much of that out in the open i think there was that when i was in high school i know that there was like satan people that would go out to the equidome yeah, by where yeah. we lived i mean i know that but it's now becoming more commonplace and they feel like they have rights and so satan is no longer hiding literally mm-hmm. he's he's no longer hiding and you don't know where to turn and people don't know what to turn you know we've we've talked about in the past that going back to Donald Trump, when we knew the election was stolen with all these election irregularities, there were well-intentioned people saying, oh my gosh, well, if you listen to this rabbit hole and you listen to this and you listen to that, then what happens is Donald Trump's going to come back and then he's going to take over the military. I mean, people were even then doing that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, oh, go ahead, Joe. We are over the mark. We are, we are definitely over the mark. We are definitely over the mark because I just tried to chat and chat is completely dead on Facebook. Yeah, it's 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 going on some things. It's going in and out and in and out mm-hmm. for sure. So we're definitely we over, the, over mark. the mark. We are totally over the mark. And I've noticed that. And here's another thing. I got someone that sent me yesterday that was not exactly on the lines of this, but similar. They were like, do you know that in your home, and we've done this one other time, that Alexa is listening to you. Mm-hmm. And that Alexa is telling you things. Now, either Alexa is a big fat liar or Alexa believes in Q or whatever. Here's, I'm going to turn my sound up. Here's what somebody told me to ask Alexa yesterday. And I'll be doggone if Alexa didn't even know my name. When you're, and my Alexa, when, when anything that you buy in my home through Amazon or online or anything that would go through Google says Elizabeth. This damn thing called me Lizzie, which was so funny. So let's let's see if we can hear this one. Hold on. Just just for everybody, YouTube chat is up. I, I just did a test yes. on YouTube chat. Yeah, YouTube ch- chat came up, Rumble chat, but Facebook looks like it's back up. So we'll see. But here's here's this. So let me play this. Alexa, did Hillary Clinton already have her military tribunal? Good evening, Lizzie from Anonup.com. Hillary Clinton's military tribunal resumed on Monday morning at Guantanamo Bay, following a 72-hour pause that began Thursday afternoon when a disheveled Clinton collapsed to the floor in what seemed like an epileptic seizure. Okay, what's interesting about that, they gave the credit, definitely, to somewhere they found with Anon, which is interesting. They didn't, they didn't, oh, I'm sorry, they didn't call it, hold on, they didn't um, call it Q, or Anon, they were like QAnon dot something or other. I went on and had, and I'm not going to bore you with this, but I went on, my husband's like, what are you doing? I had this whole conversation with Alexa, and I went on to say to her, is Hillary Clinton really in jail? What did she really do? And Alexa, and you guys can do this with your Alexa, ask that same question. Mm -hmm. Alexa told me what a, you know, a what a military tribunal was, went on to tell me that Hillary Clinton really had hers. When I asked if she really went to jail yet, she was like, hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's what she said was, hmm. So I thought that was just interesting. And that I brought, interesting. brought that up because we are definitely living in a time with uncertainty, with confusion. And Satan is the master of confusion. Mm-hmm. Even Alexa is listening. And what's so funny is, like I said, there's nothing that I do that is in the name of Lizzie other than my friends call me that. Mm-hmm. But Alexa must listen to conversations in my home and recognize my voice and called me Lizzie. Never has that happened before. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just nothing to mess with. I mean, I don't know. Is the government in listening to that, Alexa? I don't know. I mainly just play music on it. But the whole thing is just so bizarre. Yeah. And like any of you guys on your chat line, if you have an Alexa, ask some really weird questions. And if you can get it on tape, send it to me, DM it to me, because I want to hear the other conversations that are going on too. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes with what you were talking about and what Joe was talking about. We're living in a time of master confusion. Master confusion. Master confusion. And, and I said the word master on purpose. Mm-hmm. And the the saddest part about it is is that it is accepted okay and cool to be act like the antichrist yes it or is to cool. you mm-hmm. know to, to shop on amazon or target and go and and buy you can buy baby onesies and ba- baby fuzzy hats that have you know um the satanic stars on them and right? satanic writings and or i six, mean six six uh, yeah or yeah six, six, i mean there, if you guys if you're listening, go to Amazon and type in uh, baby onesie, baby um, skull caps, anything that have satanic sayings on it. You will be appalled. It is unbelievable. They make comforters yes. now that have Lucifer on them so that you can put them on your kid's bed. And so I, I'm not sure why this is accepted or why anyone thinks that it's good. I mean, I, I just, I'd I love to sit either. down. I'd love to sit down with a liberal. I'd love to sit down with. Um, I would love to, as scary as it is to have that vibe in here. If anyone knows somebody that worships Lucifer, I would like to have them in here and mm-hmm. tell me why would you, okay, if you do you, boo, if you want to worship whoever and go to hell, that's on you. But why would you take one of God's creation? Lucifer did not make children. Mm -hmm. He did not. So why would you want to take this beautiful child and have him be, uh, have have their God, Satan? Right. I don't understand that. There's nothing beneficial or positive. I I did just search satanic Mm -hmm. onesie. Yeah. And there's, I mean, if you want, I can pull it up. But I mean, there's there's really not a whole lot. Okay, maybe it wasn't onesie. Just put up baby clothes. Yeah, because you can find, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it may not be onesies, but yeah. In fact, I I sent you a bunch of it, Joe, Did in you? December. If uh, you still oh, have it, I have. no. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's it's just it's it's crazy that. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you find it? Yeah. Again, I mean, there's some symbolism, but here, I'll, let me show you. Not not that I'm trying to prove you wrong. No, it's it's there though. You just. But I mean, there is like a onesie with you know the satanic star. Yeah, see right there, that's the, enough for me. I don't yeah. even need to go further. Correct. The Ouija right. no, board. But th- uh, that's that's literally like almost the only thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's some like a, a shirt with little tattoos, but mm-hmm. and that's that's even. As a former early childhood educator, I don't understand any of this. You know, I've been out of it since 2019. And what does this have to do with feminism? I don't. That's a good question, Joe. Why? Because feminists are, there's, you're not going to find 
hardly any Republicans. And correct me if I'm wrong, if you are a Republican or a conservative, maybe I should say conservative, and you also are a Satanist, I would like to meet you. Mm -hmm. I really would. If you're a conservative and you're a Satanist, I would love to meet you. But who it is, it's feminists Mm -hmm. and far far left liberals that tend to be satanic. But this is what, it, it almost seems too obvious to me. A feminist is, I'm not talking about a strong woman, we're two strong women here, very strong. But I'm talking about a true feminist that almost to the point hates men or at least mm-hmm. wants to be with a beta man. They're so unhappy. And so that's why they would be more apt to fall in the trap of uh, loving Lucifer or any of that. If that doesn't show you the stronghold that darkness has on the left, I don't know what is. Yeah. Well, and, it, and too, I think it's desperation. It's people that are looking for any reason to have attention put on them. They, Truth. They're, you know, them being them isn't giving them the results that they want. So they're going to alter what they do, what they say, and who they worship. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people uh, that have these beliefs or whatever, they do it for the attention. They do it because it Mm -hmm. goes against the the mainstream. Mm -hmm. So they put it or whatever. And they just do it because they want the attention. Because a lot of them, and I'll know this from experience are attention seekers yes and that and that makes sense look at the kids back in the 80s or even 90s or 70s or even 50s there was always somebody wanting to go against the grain and to get attention and some people called them emos or Mm -hmm. some people called them goth or back even in the 50s they were the burnouts or whatever and now you know it's even going further that now they're the ones that are the angry feminists or the satanists it's all attention again they're all it it it's all falling into the same bracket if you if you believe xyz you're going to fall into the liberal side if you believe in abc Mm -hmm. you're going to go fall into the conservative yes, group yes. and it's just ironic that it, it it does it goes down to your core values what you believe that that will make that distinction of where you fall politically correct it, I, it is yep. it's just unbelievable like I would mm-hmm. love to do a study on that because just like the guy at the gym he could tell just by looking at me how I voted yeah yeah I mean that 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 is something to say it is, and it's, and you can't always say it, but it's the same person that maybe drives up with a, a Ford two fifty. They're going to assume they're probably a MAGA person, and they're not all that way, but they're going to assume that because that's the whole car thing. Somebody that drove a Prius is probably a lefty. Somebody mm-hmm. that drives a big badass truck is probably a MAGA person. There is some truth to that. And, and you know what? If if there was a liberal that that just listened to you say that, they mm-hmm. would have taken. Comp- complete offense that you just said that they were driving a Prius for for no reason. And yet they probably do. Yeah, exactly. What's really weird is when I was left or Mm -hmm. a little more liberal, I uh, got mistaken for a conservative all the time, I guess, Mm -hmm. because of the way I dressed or whatever. Yeah. However, I mean, I was liberal, but I, I people always just assume that mm-hmm. I was a conservative. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, and it goes back to your parents saying you can't always judge a book by its cover, but I think that's almost less today than ever before because mm-hmm. growing up, you never could judge a person by its cover, and you still shouldn't today, but people are consciously dressing a certain way to also mm-hmm. so people know that. I mean, Well, they're, they, they're, they're, they are dressing, you're right, they want to be that cover that you yeah. are judging within the first five seconds that you Correct. meet them. And they're trying to make a statement by mm-hmm. being that certain 
you know, that certain type of person. Yeah. And I guess our question is to those people is what, what are you trying to do? What, you know, what, how are you trying to make yourself better mm-hmm. or the people around you better or the world a better place? You know, right. I, that's, yeah. and, and I just choose to be around people that are for me and not against me and people yes. that want to have positive things in their life. Yes. Positivity is, it's very hard, especially today more than ever, to be around a negative Nancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't mean that they're not a good person, but negativity is not what we need right now. We need hope. We definitely need hope. We do. We do. And you know, we need to laugh. And you know, so Joe, before we leave, speaking of bad clothing, but that we need hope, if you could find the clip of that Don Stone, who is a listener, also put this on our Cancel This Outpost and swore that I'm the one that made this. I wish I could take credit for it. This <laughs> is hysterical, guys. You got to watch or listen to this. You know, there's been zero evidence, zero evidence. You can ask me, how can I, I mean, Obama be the hidden puppet master for this administration? But there's no evidence. There's, wait, wait, there's no evidence. There's no evidence that Obama is Joe's puppet master. There's none. Absolutely none, none. And that is just a fact. You can't say that it looks like my hair is the dirty mop the janitor is looking for. You can't say that it looks like I lazily slapped on some of Big Mike's lipstick (laughs) and horrific eyeshadow. Don't even look that close, that's a waste of time. This is so funny. So for any of you guys that are only heard that, you know, the pressed secretary that we call KJP Mm -hmm. is there with Obama's face and Obama's voice. And if you can't see it, you know, you know, maybe go to a platform that you can see it on that's not just audio because it's funny that whoever did his voice was spot on. Oh, my God. Did her mannerisms was spot on. That definitely looked like Obama Mm -hmm. talking like KGP. And, you know, I always wonder, like when KGP is up there and she's talking. Talking, I always, I always kind of cringe. Like I cringe for her because yes. I'm like, there's no way that she believes what she's saying. There's no way she she's does. probably thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just doing this because this is what I'm getting paid to do. I have to say these things. I know yes. I look like a, the biggest bullface liar in the entire world, but I have to say it. But now, now Jen Psaki, you know, she's, she's, you know, people are kind of paying more attention to her mm-hmm. lately, and mm-hmm. she's you know, running her mouth and saying all these things. But now I know, because I, I think maybe I used to think that of her as well. And right, but I think she really believes but, well, it. Well, she does. She, Yeah, I think she believes it. And we know those people that do believe it for sure. Mm-hmm. So, well, Joe, there's some people that we can put. We have a Patriots list. If you could put that up before we leave. And we want to, you know, it's the Patriots list. It's a cancel this Patriots list. And what that is, is our marketing department, Alex and our marketing p- department, puts these wonderful Patriots by how they participate either in the chat or how they listen to the show or how they go to our cancel this outpost or how they send stars or good comments. And we can rest assured that this list has a bunch of patriots that are not acting like conservatives. They really are. And who we have is Landon Cochran, Roland Thompson, Tammy Rendleman, Stephanie McInturf, I hope I don't say her name wrong because she's looks like. yeah she's often she's awesome and involved with our show. Jason Morrow, Jim Mulford, Mandy King, Kathy Woldridge, Anthony Merkel, and Bobby Horvath. So we really appreciate all of our patriots, but wanted to each Monday or Tuesday from the week before. These are patriots that were really involved last week, and so we want to thank all of you. And Megan, I was so glad you were here today. Thanks. I love it when you it come great. in. You bring a different insight that 
that we need these days in Projo. I'm indebted to you, dude. I couldn't do half of this if you weren't here at the Elm keeping it all straight for sure. Well, we learned that I can do this from home now, too. Yes, we have <laughs> learned that he could do this from home. Yeah, I, we, we did this at home in our pajamas yeah, exactly. is what we did. So Vic will be back tomorrow. We will have a great show again tomorrow. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And so we are out on Tuesday's episode. Thanks again, Megan. Thanks again, Pro Joe. And all of you great patriots, let us know what you think tonight of the New Hampshire primary and have a great day.